Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, what a game of football that we saw last night. And also, how you doing, of course, as usual. Alan Robinson, maybe one of the greatest human beings to have ever walked planet Earth. I'm good, Adam. I'm good. This is the uh, this is the last weekend that we're going to have for a while without Mercury being in retrograde. True. We're five days away. Wednesday. I can't wait. Yep. I cannot wait. We may we may have to do just a Wednesday show for ten minutes, just paying tribute to the great planet that is Mercury when it is finally in retrograde. So let's talk about what's going on with the NFL scheduling department and. So we're going to have our first and hopefully last, because this is such a weird concept, of Tuesday night football between the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be pretty weird considering that, um, you know, waivers is going to be happening on Tuesday. It's a big waiver day for fantasy. It's Tuesday, and you're going to be have to worry about your fantasy matchups still. So I think... We might have to end up doing a show on Wednesday. They're probably going to move waivers to Wednesday. And yeah, it'll probably move to Wednesday. So guess what? We may have a show on Wednesday. Oh, boy. I'm sure that you, of all people, are hoping to God that we that football happens on Tuesday so we can do a show on the first day that Mercury's No, because I don't want to play. I don't want to have Derrick Henry be going up on Tuesday when I'm playing him in three leagues this week. I That's really don't want to have that happen. So we have that, but okay. So let's just, let's just go for this week for just stick to this week. It will make it less confusing. So we have that. So Buffalo and Tennessee is Tuesday and then Patriots Broncos has been moved to Monday Mm -hmm. at five. So I assume we have two Monday night games again this week at five. The game is. Yeah. That's what it says on my fantasy. Oh my God. Ew. Yeah. 5 PM. Five o'clock. Very weird. I don't have any drinks in me by the time football's going to kick off. Ugh. Oh, that's yeah. that's gross. That's that. No, that's gross. It's a bit weird. That's that's nasty. No, no, thank you. Um. Yeah. So there's that, and then are there any other scheduling changes? Uh, I think the Cardinals Jets could be in jeopardy. Yes, Cardinals Jets could be in jeopardy. Um, a player on the Jets tested positive. Uh, which I'm sure you're distraught about that you won't be able to see elite Joe Flacco. Frankly, action. I mean, at what it's like the at what cost sort of thing. Because, True. you know, I'd rather not see the Jets play football, but at least I, I'd rather just do it by not watching the Jets play football. I'd rather not have somebody's life be put at risk to have this happen. Obviously, COVID is very important, but you won't have the opportunity to see elite Joe Flacco. You know, he, he did win a Super Bowl. Did I mention that he was elite? I think he still is elite, Mr. Oh, Birdsall. He, he absolutely still is elite. You need to check absolutely. your senses. He's, he is still elite. Absolutely. He's like Jamarcus Russell with a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so this is one of those things. I don't know. We're gonna, This is probably going to be one of those things where you're we're, you're going to be editing the show and something's going to come out oh probably about this game probably because uh from what i heard from rich Tamini on twitter he was like they're still they're testing the person to get the player again to see what's going on and i'm sure that 
everybody was sent home from practice on Friday, yeah. first of all. Um, so they're testing the player again. And I guess they're going to go from there to see what's going on with uh, with the game. Because the, the Cardinals are supposed to fly out to uh, to New Jersey today, Friday. So this is so this is very time sensitive. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it is very time sensitive. And if uh, you would assume that if there is a, a confirmed positive there, then that game is definitely in jeopardy of being moved. We could maybe have two games on Tuesday. Jiminy uh, Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, so... I, can't, I can't handle three days in a row of football. I, I I really can't. I just want it all in one day and have that be that. So weird. So so weird. But this this is just the uh, the nature of the of the time that we live in. And then uh, next week, this is we have a couple of contingencies. So if Buffalo and Tennessee for some reason does not go ahead on Tuesday, then it looks like Buffalo is going to have a is going to play Kansas City on Sunday. No Thursday. On th- no, if it goes ahead. No, I thought you said if it doesn't go ahead. Okay, if Buffalo and Tennessee goes ahead then Buffalo and Kansas city, the original Thursday night game are going to be playing on Sunday. Correct. If Buffalo and Kansas city or in Buffalo and Tennessee does not go ahead, then the Thursday night game will go on as scheduled. And then Kansas city has a buy or something. Do you want to talk? Do you want to go? More I, depth on uh, yeah, I guess Kansas city would have a buy and that would yeah. be their, their buy in week five. So yeah, it's going to be, it's a bit weird. The NFL, I do not envy them in the slightest in this position to be put in this position. Nope. But I think that it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, once it, the story came out about what the Titans did, I I feel no sympathy for for them at this point. Well, if they have to if they have to forfeit the game, that's punishment in and of itself. Yeah. I'm and, getting a lot. Yeah. And nobody loses. Well, the Titans do, but in terms of the the people in the NFL schedule making office, it's just sort of business as usual. Well, I think that's the, losing a game is probably the probably one of the best deterrents out there. Because can you imagine not making the playoffs because you were because you and a bunch of your teammates hella broke the rules in week four, having to have a loss or two losses, God forbid, on your schedule because of that. True. No, you're right. You're that. Right. More than see draft picks, losing draft picks, getting fined, losing draft picks really only affects like you know the teams itself, the owners, general managers. But having to lose games, you know, having to cost players in the immediate future, that's that is going to be probably the best deterrent that the NFL can come up with. It would set a precedent for sure. It's like we're not fucking around here. If you can't make the game. We're running out of bye weeks. If you can't make the game, then you're then you're done. That's the way it should be, though. It's the way it's the way it absolutely should be. That you know, if you don't follow the rules, and if you try and do anything stupid, guess what? Put the kibosh on that. You get a loss. Done. Yeah. All right. So we have all of that. Let's move on to um, the Thursday night game. And this game was interesting. It was a d- surprisingly, you know, I actually kind of predicted 
sort of, that it was going to be a pretty low-scoring affair. I think a lot of people predicted that it was going to be a low-scoring affair where, it, you know, 20 to 19 in favor of the Chicago Bears. I'm surprised that the Bears are 4-1, and one, frankly. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. But because they've just looked so bad at times. I mean, that, that one game, loss. That game was just sloppy. That one loss against Indianapolis, they looked they looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, and then this game against the Bucks, they really couldn't get too much going. It was offensively, it was it was it was a mess. Offensively, it, it, it was offensive. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles was was missing right wide open receivers. I saw it was Darnell Mooney who ran a uh a really nice seven route and Nick Foles missed him by four yards to the right. And then he missed under throw him by about two. Yeah. I saw that. That was just, I, I don't know. It's just great. This is the thing. Nick Foles. This is what, this is the Nick Foles experience. It is Nick Foles experience. He, he goes on runs where it looks like, you know, he's Joe Montana. And then he goes on runs where he looks like uh, Jamarcus Russell, Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota got together and had a kid. It was. It's a good result for the Bears, and they, they just find a way to just continue to win games. I don't know how the hell they do it. And I don't know how the hell they're four and one, but they are. And are. Um, yeah. you know, there were some standout performances. They scored their first rushing touchdown of the year last night with uh, David Montgomery, and yep. Allen Robinson looked great. Yep. Jimmy Graham had a nice touchdown catch. I would and say a nice that one-handed grab. You have really nice one-handed grab, yeah. And um, and Foles. Was Foles, but again, I mean, if you're starting Nick Foles, you have a real problem. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in like, unless you're in a, a, a two QB or a super flex, and you have someone like Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers out on bye, and that was your only play, then I guess it's okay. But if you're willingly starting Nick Foles, you're out of your mind. I would say that uh, in PPR, David Montgomery still has value. He got he got some uh, some reps last night. Touchdown really saved this day. Uh, Allen Robinson, I had him coming into the season a top five receiver. He's playing that part really, really well. Still continues to be a target hog for uh, for Chicago. Uh, Jimmy Graham, do I dare say? He, he could be startable in fantasy again. Do I dare even say it? And uh, I would continue to monitor someone like Darnell Mooney because it's very clear that the Bears are, are very, very high on him and they want to continue to get him reps. Yeah, no, we got, he uh, had five targets in this game. It was crazy. I'm going to give you three players, and they're on my fantasy team. Ronald Jones, David Montgomery, and Allen Robinson. If you told me before this game that the one that the only one of those three players that scored a touchdown was David Montgomery, I would have called you crazy. Ronald Jones should have had a touchdown. Yes. Should have had a touchdown. Should have scored. Yeah. The rest the rest just got it wrong. So clean as a whistle catch, wasn't touched, and just rolled into the end zone. Yeah, that was a missed call, and then Mike Evans got the uh, got the score. Yeah, uh, Ronald Jones is really, really coming together. As, yeah, he looks he looks good as the lead back in Tampa Bay. Um, Leonard Fournette was active actually in this game as the emergency running back in case something happened to Ronald Jones and and or Keyshawn Vaughn. Well, but, Keyshawn Vaughn got blown up. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked they threw that. The flag on uh, on that hit from uh, from Fuller on uh, on Keyshawn Vaughn. That's just a 
textbook hit and, and a good job by the officials to uh, to go over and pick that flag up because that's that's a football play. It's a hard hit, but I was more surprised that they ruled it a fumble. That's what yeah. I was more surprised with because it just looked like it looked like Vaughn just never established control. See, the weird thing is, is that when you're an official and I'm not going to sound like an apologist. I hope I don't sound like an apologist right now, but I'm just saying when you're an official in a game, in a game situation, you're seeing this happen at like to at like 20, 30 miles an hour. It plays can look a lot worse than they actually are when you see it happen or when you see it happen in like slow-mo in the replay. I think a good example for those who are hockey fans, if you remember last year's, uh, was it the first round between the Golden Knights and the Sharks? The Joe, the Joe Pavelski five-minute major? Yeah. Yeah. Where it looked like it looked a lot worse because Joe Pavelski was bleeding. But it was like a routine. It wasn't even like a cross check. He just like hit him in the chest and he fell down awkwardly and hit his and hit his head in the ice. Obviously, you don't want to see a play like that. But I don't think – I think that – when officials kind of go with the spur of the moment with that sort of thing, if it looks bad, then they're like, Oh, maybe I, I really should call something where, but really when you look at it, then you're like, Oh, actually there's other, there's more context to this. I should really see what's going on. So, you know, the officials have a very hard job. I'll say that. And, you know, they don't, they're not afforded the luxury that we have on every single play that we could see a replay of it and they have to make these calls in real time for sure yeah but i mean honestly for ronald jones's touchdown he should have gone in anyway that's that is one where all scoring plays are reviewed you gotta get it right well the thing that hurt them was that they ruled it incomplete yeah if it was one thing of it was a completed catch but he was down then they can go ahead and rule that that he was able to get in but the fact that they ruled it incomplete on the field, you That's know, they true. can't just yeah. say completed catch and then rolled in. So, yeah, and have the conclusive evidence. Um, yeah, and then hopefully, I I like that Allen Robinson got, you know, sixteen targets in this game. He's really, I mean, he's really cementing himself even more than before as the number one in the Bears' offense. Yeah, and you wish that. Uh, he would have scored. I'm surprised. Do you think that in like situations closer to the end zone that Nick Foles is looking more towards Jimmy Graham than Allen Robinson? No, I just think that there was a point in the game where the Bucks did decide to double Allen Robinson. It still really didn't matter all that much. Um, but obviously when it is a shorter field, you have to go to receivers that are more in uh, single coverages and Jimmy Graham was. So they uh, they just lost the ball up to him. And, you know, on his day, you got to remember, Jimmy Graham was one of the premier red zone weapons in the National Football League, and that's what he does. That's his forte. He had like so, 10 one-yard touchdowns in 2017, pretty sure. Did he have 10 immaculate stat lines? No, unfortunately not. Then he can't be a Hall of Famer. He needs to have the immaculate stat line, much like yeah. Logan Paulson and much it, like Mike Evans. Mike Evans had the double immaculate stat line. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Brilliant. I love that. Brilliant. Mike Evans has also scored in every single game he's played in so far this season, and he leads the NFL in red zone targets so far, and I believe end zone targets as well. Please don't listen to our bowl prediction show. 
I said you were crazy. Please don't listen to that. I know. I know what you said. I know. I know. I'm talking about me. You and Jake both said Mike Evans was done. We couldn't have Unbelievable. expected. We couldn't have expected Chris Godwin to be injured for as long as he was, though. Yeah, but it's also looking at who Mike Evans is. Mike Evans is a freaking stud in the red zone, where if anything else, he's going to score. So yes, I mean, it wasn't that hard to say. Yeah, you, Je- I mean, you, you Jets fans, so silly sometimes. Whatever. Uh, let's move on to our previews for Sunday. Uh, the Bengals and the Ravens. This is going to be a matchup. A terrible matchup, frankly. Uh, yeah, not... I mean, Cincinnati going into Baltimore, one of the hardest places uh, to play. It's not not all right. Not going to be fun. Yeah, good luck. Uh, let's go over the injury report real quick. Uh, Joe Mixon is questionable for going into this game. Uh, he was lit... is a shin injury. He was limited in Thursday's practice with a shin injury. So, Goody. yeah. I think he was was he questionable leading in, into last week's game and he scored with three a touchdowns? chest with, with a chest injury, yeah. Yeah, and so they now scored it's another touchdowns. another brand new ailment. Yeah. Um what's your starter meter thing for Joe Burrow? Let's just go in order here. Um outside of uh outside of Superflex outside of 2QB Probably a four. Yeah. He's around in the fantasy pro rankings. He's around like Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert. So I'd, t- I'd tell you right now, I'd rather start Herbert. Yeah. Yep. I wonder Very. what's going on with that game. I wonder if they're going to, because they said they might be moving that game to uh, Indianapolis. Then the Monday nighter. Really? Because of a, uh, a hurricane. Oh, because of, because of Delta. Yeah. Ah. So, yep. And then for Joe Mixon. It's a tough one because historically, historically, he does not do very well against Baltimore. But the Ravens defense has allowed three rushing touchdowns in the last four weeks. So um, there's a shot that Mixon scores. I think you'll need him to score in order to return some value. Um, I would probably say, you know, some – some managers really don't have much of a choice but to play Mixon. So I would probably say he's around a like a six in PPR and a five in non-PPR. Well, who would you rather have? Let's play everybody's favorite game, would you rather? Okay. Jonathan Taylor or Joe Mixon? Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry or Joe Mixon? Derrick Henry. James Conner or Joe Mixon? James Conner. Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon? Oof, that's a hard one. I would say Mixon and PPR, Sanders and non-PPR. So he's around like 13, 14 as far yep. as P- – yeah. Yep, PPR. I have him I have him in my ranks. I have him at 15. I have David Johnson ahead of him, and I also have Todd Gurley ahead of him as well. Well, those are the next two yeah. in, the, uh, in the order here. So yeah, it's it's a little interesting. I think if you have any of those other options, then 
go for it. But obviously, if you if you're forced to start Joe Mixon, then nothing we can say helps you. You're just on your own. So for the wide receivers, um, AJ Green, three. Tyler Boyd. I think Boyd actually offers a pretty nice floor for this. I just don't think he scores. I would say, I would say, given he's had three straight games of seven catches or more, I would say he's probably an eight. Probably an eight. I just don't. I just don't know how you would bench Tyler Boyd in PPR, given he's looked really, really good, and he's been a guy that really has been very, very safe and very, very consistent on a week-to-week basis for the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I would say an eight in, in PPR, non-PPR, I'd probably say around a six. Is uh, is T. Higgins worth a flyer in this game? Absolutely he is. Absolutely he is. I think he's – I would say he's probably a six. But it's very clear that Burrow loves him, and he's getting more looks right now than A.J. Green, AJ Green is. So, yeah, I, I'd say a six for Higgins. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the Ravens. I mean, I'd be very curious oh. if you don't mind if you don't mind me uh, interjecting in terms of who I would rather start in terms of uh, Higgins, Higgins or somebody else because I okay. think I think it, it, that's what it really depends on. It just depends on who you have and who you would be starting Higgins over. Okay, I have some names for you. Okay, so would you rather start T Higgins or John Brown? Uh, Brown. T. Higgins or LaVisca Chanel? Chanel. T. Higgins or Russell Gage? T. Higgins. T. Higgins or Brennan Ayuk? T. Higgins. And then T. Higgins or Brandon Cooks? T. Higgins. Yeah. I figured you were going to say that. Yeah. So he's around the 40s as far as receivers are concerned in PPR. So... Yeah, and I mean, I would even go into um, into my flex rankings really quick, and I just got to find him um, on here to see exactly, you know, if you have any running backs. Because I think I think that's where a lot of people, you know, if you're talking about a guy like Miles Gaskin or T. Higgins or someone like Darrell Henderson or T. Higgins, even someone like Josh Kelly, who a lot of people expect, you know, is going he's going to be the guy this week for the Chargers Monday night against the Saints. I would probably, I'm always more open to starting the running back over the receiver anyway. So that's just my overall thinking, but there's no doubt. I think T Higgins could be a really strong start, especially in a game where I think the Bengals could be coming from behind. It would have to start throwing the ball, which could mean a lot of garbage time opportunities for guys like Higgins, guys like Boyd, and even guys like AJ Green as well. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. We could talk about the chart. We'll talk about the charges later uh, on Monday, actually. But yeah. uh, it seems that Josh Kelly might be in the doghouse because of, uh, of the fumbles, fumbling. Mm-hmm. Could be. So, we'll have to see what Anthony Anthony Lynn does with that. So the Ravens, as far as their injury report is concerned, it's got it got very interesting on Thursday. Yes, it did. Um, well, first, it seems like Lamar Jackson always gets sick before Bengals week, and I have no <laughs> idea why. And then the big one, Mark Andrews. He was limited with, I don't know what he was limited with, but he was limited at Thursday's practice. Yeah, I believe, though, it was a thigh injury that um, they were talking about. 
Well, Lamar Jackson uh, participated in Friday's practice. So yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to play. Good news for that. But I think the real the real thing you want to look at is Mark Andrews. But also Nick Boyle is on the injury report as well. He's questionable. Uh, he had a thigh injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. We haven't any updates for that. But it's worth monitoring yes. the, the Ravens tight end situation. So for the starter meter, Lamar Jackson. Uh, nine. Mark Ingram. He's very touchdown dependent. He's very, 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 very touchdown dependent. Um, I would say, given the Bengals' run defense is not very good, they allow just about 155 yards per game on the ground. I think this is one where if Mark Ingram is going to break out and have a game, this has to be it. I would say it's probably a seven. Would you rather have Darrell Henderson? I'd rather start Ingram. Josh Kelly? Ingram. Miles Gaskin? Ingram. James White? Ingram. And then Devontae Freeman? Ingram. Okay. So, yeah, he's around, he's like just inside of the top 30 for running backs in PPR. Yeah, I have – let me just check my overall ranks here and see where I have Ingram. I have him in mine if my thing wants to load. Here we go. I have Mark Ingram. I have Mark Ingram inside my top 24. I have him ahead of Henderson. I have him ahead of Josh Kelly. I had him ahead of David Montgomery. I have him ahead of Antonio Gibson. I do not have him ahead of Jarek McKinnon. I did not have him ahead of Ronald Jones. Um, and he will get a he'll get a boost if for some reason the, the Bills Titans game does not happen because then Devin Singletary would be out of it. So yeah, he'll be firmly inside my top 24 if that uh if that Bills game does not happen. Yep. And then his backup, J.K. Dobbins, is a bit lower around the backup tier with Malcolm Brown, Damian Harris, Chase Edmonds. Duke Johnson, Alexander Madison. Yeah, he's like a he's like a nothing. I mean, it's really it's 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 getting really hard to keep J.K. Dobbins on a roster right now, especially if you're in a position where you have to win and you need guys that are gonna you know come onto your roster and contribute. It's very very hard you know if you, to to really stick by J.K. Dobbins and hope that he pans out. Yep. And then uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, I would say I'd say a six. I'd say a six. He's turning into Will Fowler very quickly, and I I don't like it. Where he's, he's just it's not a compliment, unfortunately. Yeah, he's just very very boomer bust. But the silver lining is that DJ Chark had a really had a really big game uh, against the the Bengals last week. So yeah, Brown could be a solid a solid start. But I think you have to temper your expectations and hope he catches a a, a bomb touchdown. Yep, he's around in the Fantasy Pros rankings. He's around um, Tyler Boyd, the aforementioned. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham, and Juju. I would start all of them over over Hollywood Brown. Okay. Literally all of them. Well, that, that's about as definitive as you as you get here. And then uh, any other Ravens receivers you want to talk about? Willie Sneed, maybe? Deep League, sure. Yeah, I figured. 
Uh, and then for the tight ends, this is kind of important. I mean, Mark Andrews, you're starting anyway, but if Mark Andrews doesn't go, uh, is Nick Boyle, if he goes even, is Nick Boyle worthwhile? I would say whomever's starting a tight end for the Ravens is a 10. All right. Works for me. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals have given up at least 10 points to opposing tight ends in every single game so far this season. So yep. Andrew, Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, whomever the hell it is, uh, is a must start. Yep. Next up, we have the Phillies. Uh-uh. The Phillies. Very good. Uh, yeah. No, we have the Eagles and the Steelers in the Pennsylvania Derby. The uh, You remember when they – well, you don't remember because we weren't alive, but, uh, you know – Back in the day when they were the uh, the Phil Pitt Steagles during World War II? Of course I do. I remember yeah. it like it was yesterday. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, so as far as the injury report is concerned, Alshon Jeffrey is out for this game. Again. Um, yeah, it's a it's an it's an illness that is not COVID related. Well, that's is what good. They, is what they said. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, speedy recovery, all that. And then Deshaun Jackson is a game-time decision for Sunday's game against the Steelers. So, yeah, I guess if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play, it's more Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham. Um, yeah, so is it? I mean, the Eagles could potentially be down to, um, you know, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, practice squad receivers. It's a great name, by the way. It's fun to say. Uh, yeah. So Carson Wentz's receiving core is just not just not looking great at all. No. Heading into Heinz Field. Um, on the same on that same vein, uh, is Carson Wentz worth a start? No. No, I do not. I do not have Carson Wentz inside my top twenty this week. Okay. So he's probably on the startup meter. It's like a two. Yeah. And then Miles Sanders. He's around the Joe Mixon, James yeah. Conner, David Johnson, Todd Gurley. Yeah, I was trying to think of what I said for Mixon because they're kind of the same guy. Uh, six. Well, they're going. Yeah, they're both going up against really good defenses. Yeah, and so. you better you you have to hope for a touchdown with both of them. So yeah, six. All right, and then um, who boy, are you starting Eagles receivers? No, nope. I didn't. Yeah, nope. No need for comparisons here. Zach Ertz is like a five. See, Zach Ertz is weird because he's just like fallen out of my head, memory-wise. He's, he's got to step up. I mean, four catches for nine yards against the 49ers. That's you know, yeah. awful. If my prediction skills were so good, I wish I had predicted that I won the lottery instead of predicting that Zach Ertz would finish outside the top eight in tight ends. You know what? It's It's... As crazy as it was, it's it sounded it sounds like a pretty good call. Anyway, yeah, Zacherts, he I'm I'm just not crazy about it. I mean, so he's around Hunter Henry, uh Dalton Schultz, Tyler Hugby, and Evan Ingram, as far as the fantasy pros rankings are concerned for tight ends. I mean, would you rather have all those guys over Zacherts? No, I would I would Rather have Ertz. over all three. Still, yeah, still, okay. still. But we're get we're 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 getting close to panic time. Yeah, it's it's just not looking good at all for for uh, Zach Ertz. So anyway, so the Steelers, 
the Steelers only have TJ Watt in their injury report and um, good for them. They're, they're one of the lucky ones. Uh, Big Ben coming off a bye week. Where is he on your starter meter? I think he's probably a seven. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a really good start. And I would say minimum, you're probably looking at 250 and two scores from Big Ben. Yeah. James Conner. I think he's a really good start this week. Really, really good start. And again, I was very high on him coming into the season and he's looked great. I think the game script is going to be very favorable for James Conner to really produce at the end of the game, especially, you know, late third quarter, fourth quarter. Um, I'm expecting him to at least get a hundred scrimmage yards and probably a touchdown in this game. So I'm saying a nine for Connor. What about uh, Benny Snell? One. Yeah. He's, he's useless unless James Connor comes down with an injury. And if you have James Connor, I would make sure you have Benny Snell on your roster. Juju Smith Schuster. He's got a tough matchup this week against uh, against Darius Slay. Um, I would be, I would temper my expectations for for Juju this week. I would say that he's probably a guy that if he could get you five or six catches for 70, 80 yards, you'd be very happy with that. Um, I don't think he scores, but I would still say a seven because I think his floor is still relatively pretty high. Well, you know who is also right around him in the rankings is uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, they're they're very similar for me this week. Um, only I think Deontay Johnson could be the guy this week. Uh, pending he gets through concussion protocol, which he did, so um, you know he's he's good to go. Um, you know he's looked really really good first two weeks. He's had twenty three targets uh, to turn that into fourteen receptions. And he looks like he really is going to continue to improve as the season goes on. I would say he's he's like a seven for me for me as well. He's a really really good um, wide receiver too this week. And then Eric Ebron, um, he see I I kind of like Ebron in a squeeze just because of we we saw what George Kittle did to the Eagles last week, and I'm not saying that Ebron is Kittle. But I think he could score in this matchup. So I would say a five. All right. That's interesting. It's, I feel like I say five for some guys, and it's like, oh my God, you said a five for him? And there's other guys where I say a five, and it's like, oh yeah, he's kind of like a five. Context good matters, start. Bird. <laughs> yeah. Context definitely matters. Context absolutely matters. Yes. Um, yeah, he's around like, uh, he was around Jimmy Graham, John Smith, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas. That sort of area. The only guy I think I would start over Ebron is Jonu Smith. Okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. Jaguars, Texans. The first game for interim head coach Romeo Cronell. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, LaVisca Cheneau was actually on the injury report and he had a hamstring, has a hamstring injury. He's limited in Thursday's practice. So. It's worth monitoring these soft tissue injuries. We talk about all the time, how they're so ticky tack kind of wishy-washy. You never know how the player is going to feel on game day. So definitely monitor it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So Gardner Minshew. 
Uh, I think a six. I think a six. I, I kind of view him in the same boat as a Ben Roethlisberger, where I think two fifty and two scores is kind of the minimum of what he uh, what he should get. So if you need a stream this week, if Rodgers and uh, Stafford are your quarterbacks and you need someone to fill in, uh, Gardner Minshew would be pretty close to the top of the list in terms of uh, streaming quarterbacks this week. Yeah, you got to like James Robinson this week, though, against Houston, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Houston allows over 180 yards a game on the ground rushing, and that's just – it's unsustainable for a team to be successful and allow that number of, uh, of yards on the ground. So um, I, I really think that he could very easily hit triple digits this week in terms of, uh, in terms of rushing yards. I think that 110, 110-120 um, is very obtainable for someone like James Robinson. So I would say a nine for him. Uh, do you think Chris Thompson's going to get any, any usage in this game? It depends how the game script goes. Honestly, it, it really, really depends. I would yeah, say the sorry meter, I'd say it's like two. Yeah. What about uh, moving on? DJ Chark. 10. Yeah. 10. I figured you were going to say that. Yeah. He's a really good start this week. And, and I think he, whew, he could have another monster game. And I'm playing him in a couple spots this week. And I hate it. But he could have a really, really big week. And then LaVisca Cheneau. Or Cheneau. I'd say he's like an eight. He's like an eight, too. He's really yeah. turning into the number two receiver for, for this offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say he, he's an eight. Really, really good start. And I would say if he's on your if he's on a waiver wire anywhere, pick him up because he could be he's he's startable. Yeah. Um he's actually around it's funny, he's around so he's around John Brown, Jameson Crowder, and Brandon Idiak and Golden Tate. In that same sort of range as T. Higgins, actually, in the rankings, PPR rankings. Yeah, and I, I said I would start um Higgins over Chenault, right? Yeah. I, I still stand by that. Okay. And then for Houston, their injury report, we don't really need to worry about it at this point. Uh, Jordan Akins is limited in Thursday's practice, but you're not really worrying about the tight ends for Houston as much. The same thing goes for the Jacksonville tight ends because I'm, I'm not crazy about Tyler Eifert at this point. No. Uh, so Deshaun Watson. 10. David Ten, Johnson. I, I'm, I'm predicting, okay. I'm predicting 300 yards and three touchdowns for Deshaun Watson this week. Well, hopefully, hopefully you're right for Deshaun Watson, the Texans' sake. Because if they can, if they, if they are 0 and 5 after this game, how many people? Are you, they already fired Bill O'Brien. How many people are they going to fire? They can't fire anybody else. There's nobody left to fire. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to fire your interim coach. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ro- sorry, Romeo. We can't, we can't. You, you lost to Jacksonville. We can't. We can't. You're fired as the interim coach that you took over for the guy that we fired. Yep. Uh, David Johnson. This is the week that David Johnson has to turn it up because this Jaguars defense was just destroyed by Joe Mixon last week. I would say he's a nine. And if he doesn't, if he does not have a game this week, then it's time to really panic about David Johnson. One season wonder. One season wonder. Uh, he's around the same thing. We've we're we're in this pocket of the running back rankings that we've been talking about this entire show so far. J- 
Joe Mixon, James Conner, Miles Sanders, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake. Basically, it's around that same area. Yeah, if you ask me which one of those guys has the opportunity to uh, pick up steam, I really couldn't tell you which one it might be. Yeah, just at, just inside or outside, depending on if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of person. True. Uh, the top 15, because he's True. at 15. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, this, this is the week that David Johnson has got to pick it up. Will Fuller. I would say he's like a seven. Yeah. I don't think Duke Johnson's really a factor. Going to be a factor in this game. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah. So, Will Fuller, you think is a seven? Yeah. Seven. Uh, who is around Will Fuller in these rankings? He is around Robbie Anderson, Terry McLaurin, Odo Beckham, Devontae Parker, DJ Moore. DJ Chark. So he's just outside the top 20. Yeah, go, by one, go one by 20. one on those. Sure. So DJ Moore. I would rather start DJ Moore. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. Fuller. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Odo Beckham Jr. Odo. And Devontae Parker. Um, Fuller. So you think he's like maybe 19 or 20? I can tell you where I have him in mind. Okay. I have him at right at 20. Well, there you go. Right at 20. And then um, Brandon Cooks. He's got to bounce back. Two. Gotta, I want to see gotta. it. I want to see it. And if yeah. he, if it does not pan out this week, then he's droppable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Darren Fells, tight end. Negative uh, 973. Would you like to do a would you rather? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather have? Me or Darren Fells? Darren Fells. Darren In Fels. fantasy. Darren Fells. You rank, Darren, you rank Darren Fells higher than me in fantasy football? I'm just, I'm shocked. Yes, because I hate you. And yet here we are. Yeah, you really you really set me up for that one. Uh, let's move on. A on a <laughs> Las Vegas heading to Arrowhead Stadium. Derek Carr is going to still be sick of losing after this game. Even though they're two and two, yeah. Even though they're two and two, check your privilege. Some of the some teams are <laughs> are two are zero and four. Check your privilege. Oh God. Some teams are zero and four. The Ra- at least the Raiders have made the playoffs within the last five years. True. I mean, they didn't win when they went there. Do they, they ever win? Well, they won. I mean, they won three Super Bowls. Just win, baby. Yeah. So anyway, uh, for the rave, uh, the Raiders here, the Raiders, their injury report is obviously worth monitoring because Darren Waller is still here on the injury report. He remained limited at practice on Thursday with the knee, and then Brian Edwards' foot, ankle. 
he was uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday. So worth monitoring on all of those, especially especially if Darren Waller doesn't go. Um, I mean, hopefully he does, but the Raiders, if Darren Waller doesn't go, the Raiders have just become much less appealing as a fantasy option. So start or sit, or who are you going with on the starter meter? Derek Carr. Uh, three. Okay. Josh Jacobs. If Chris Jones plays, it's a seven. If Chris Jones does not play, it's a nine. Okay. And then um, Hunter Renfro. PPR is like a seven. Non-PPR is like a five. Well, let's, he's become really he's become really safe. He's become yeah. really really safe. I mean, let's look at the the whole the super flex super flex rankings of for Hunter Renfro. Let me see if I can find him. He's probably down here, pretty far, pretty far down here. He is around. So, would you rather have Mark Ingram or Hunter Renfro? Mark Ingram. Emmanuel Sanders or Hunter Renfro? Michael Thomas plays. Hunter Renfro. Michael Thomas doesn't play Emmanuel Sanders. Tyler Higby? Actually, no, I take that back. Hunter, okay. Hunter Renfro for both. All right. Tyler Higby? Higby. James White? Kind of the same guy. Um, Renfro, because I think the game scripts will be good for Renfro versus James White, where I don't think the game script will be as good. And then uh, AJ Green. Oh, that's a hard one. I would say Renfro. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, and then Henry Ruggs the third. I'll say Renfro in PPR, Green in non PPR. Okay. So, and then Henry Ruggs the third. Is he even worth starting? I think he's probably out again. Really, I didn't see him on the injury report. Did he? Was he already ruled out, or what? Uh, let me have a look. Oh no, he practiced fully. He's gonna play. I take that back. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna play. Uh, I would say like a three. Okay. And then gonna uh, play, but three. He's gonna play, but don't play him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Darren Waller. If he plays. Seven. And then if Darren Waller doesn't play, your boy, your idol, Jason Witten. 1,573,000. Yep. That sounds about right. Love him. What a guy. And then for Kansas City, are you starting all your Chiefs, basically? Yep. Easy. Yep. Man, that's fun. Chiefs are always are always easy, especially when they're going up against teams like the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. This is that. That's we move on from the Chiefs very quickly. I like talking about the Chiefs because they're all they're all tens, with the exception of Sammy Watkins or uh, Michael Hardman or uh, Demarcus Robinson. Everybody else is a ten. You you ju- you just start them. Yep. 
Mahomes, right. you know what he's going to do. Clyde, I expect to have a really good game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, hey, Adam. This is the matchup where Tyreek Hill won you an egg sandwich, where I said Tyreek Hill is going to go off. That's so right. here I am. I'm going to say it again. Tyreek Hill is going to go off on Sunday, and I cannot wait for him to have one catch for eight yards. And here goes Tyreek Hill from my fantasy lineup to my bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Kelsey gets back on track as well. Uh, I would say he probably has around six, seven catches, 85 yards. I think he scores in this game as well. The crazy thing is the when you said that, the Raiders were worse then than they are now. Yeah. Much yep. worse. All right. So next up, we have a another Sean McVay revenge game going up against Washington. That's right. This is a Sean McVay revenge game. Yep. Oh, goody. Revengeance. Sweet revengeance. Um, so for the Rams, as far as injuries are concerned, it's really all on the defense for the Rams. So uh, do you like Jared Goff here? I don't really trust him, but he's like a five. Ta, uh, I was about to say Todd Gurley. Wow. Uh, We've who, gone from the Philadelphia Phillies, and now we're talking about Todd Gurley still being on the Rams. Who is the leader of this committee, of this Rams committee? Abby doesn't like the answer. Of no? Of you don't know? Because I don't know. I have no idea. I think Henderson is the more talented back than Brown is. I mean, that's why I'm asking you, because I don't know. I would, me personally, I would say Henderson, but. Well, I guess a better question would be, it, what's the order of this committee? It's like 1A Malcolm Brown, 1B Darrell Henderson. And then two Cam Akers? Yeah. I mean, he looked like a workhorse two weeks ago against Buffalo. And then last week against the Giants, he just had eight carries and one target. Yeah. It's like a, it's a hot potato sort of deal with this committee. And I guess it's John McVay's way of just saying, oh, oh, hey, you know, let's keep everybody fresh. Let's keep everybody off guard. Nobody knows what we're going to do. He's like the it's like the Tampa Bay Rays. Like Tampa Bay Rays. Exactly. Everyone thinks we're going to start glass now. Glass is going to go six innings tonight until you're surprised when you see Blake Snell uh, in the second. Blake Snell in the second inning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe this is what Sean McVay wanted all along. I guess he's so used to having committees when he was uh, the offensive coordinator in Washington that he wanted to bring a little bit of Washington to Los Angeles. Because, I mean, with Todd Gurley gone, when he cut Todd Gurley, I mean, this is this is a full-blown committee. And I think that, you know, Cam Akers is probably not worth a start just because they're a going to ease him back into the system, and B, I think he's been Wally pipped by uh, Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Acres is probably. You're praying that you get after week ten value from him. The Yankees fucking people over since the early 1900s. Fuck you. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we have that. And then for the receipt, oh, what? Oh, what's that? Got some breaking news. 
Jacob DeGrom just bogeyed the fifth hole. How about Garrett Cole? Oh, oh, he's getting ready to pitch a game five tonight. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Back to you in the studio, Jim. Let's talk about the receivers. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They're probably the same, like a seven. Okay. Uh, Would you care to do a little bit of comparison shopping? Sure. So if I can find them. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So let's go do some comparison shopping for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Love comparison shopping. They're actually right next to each other. Crazy enough. They're 11 and 12. In fact, that's, the way I, that's exactly where I have my rankings 11 and 12. So, uh, Keenan Allen or Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? Either the Rams guys? Yeah. Uh, either the Rams guys. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Rams. DJ Chark. Shark. DJ Moore. Rams guys. And then the last one, we'll talk about this later in about a few minutes because it's Terry McLaurin. Rams, guys. Yeah, I, I figured. So big A few D- minutes, try a few seconds. Yeah, a few seconds. Well, we're going to talk about the big, the biggest news for the for the uh, the Washington football team, which is that... Oh, uh, we didn't talk about Tyler Hickby yet. Oh, we did. We did not. A few seconds, a few minutes. Time Same is, shit. Same time shit. is but an illusion. During Higby's like an eight. Yeah. Time is but an illusion during 2020. Yeah. The, the, the Washington football team allow about 15 points a game to tight ends. Um, he has to pick it up this week. He has to. Yep. So for Washington, the big news that happened in, in between the waiver show and today is that Dwayne Haskins is no longer the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. It is the Kyle Allen show. And I can't say I'm a fan. I think that Dwayne Haskins, it's crazy because Ron Rivera last week said he was really happy about Dwayne Haskins, his performance, his bounce back performance uh, last week against Baltimore. And now he's just like, oh, actually, no, we're starting Kyle Allen instead. They're tanking for Trevor. <sighs> Great. What did I say for um, uh, for Darren Fells? Negative 976 on the startometer? meter? Yeah. Kyle Allen's like a negative 9,076. Well, at least he hands the ball off well. Yeah, and it could be it could be a, a decent game for Antonio Gibson too. Yeah. Where you I have would say, it? Yeah. Gibson's probably like a like a six. Like six. Would you rather start Jared McKinnon or Antonio Gibson? Jet. Would you rather start Miles Gaskin or Antonio Gibson? Gibson. Darrell Henderson? Gibson. Joshua Kelly. Gibson. Mark Ingram. Ingram. Okay. Okay. And then uh Terry McLaurin was he participated in individual drills during Friday's practice, but he has the, uh, the thigh issue. He's on, on the injury report for that. And then uh, Dontrell Inman with a foot was limited at practice on Thursday. 
So, Adam, you want to say it? Or you want me to say it? You could say it. Terry McLaurin, what's he getting this week? He's getting the Jalen Ramsey experience. The Jalen Ramsey experience. Yeah, of all of our running gags, I think the blank experience is probably my favorite. No, my favorite is Logan Paulson. Yeah. Yeah, McLaurin's, McLaurin's like a four for me. I, I If I have a better option, I am sitting McLaurin. Jalen Ramsey experience. This is when we go comparison shopping. Yep. What's good for cars is good for wide receivers. <laughs> so, Terry McLaurin, would you rather have, he's in the same area, he's a bit further down than the Rams guys. He's at 15. 15. The Rams guys are 11 and 12. 15. Yeah. 15 in PPR. What? I don't, wow. I don't even have him inside my top 24. These uh, fantasy pro rankings are a bit, are a bit interesting. Wow. Um, I don't have, I seriously, I don't have him inside my top 24. I guess maybe they're not aware of the Jalen Ramsey experience. I guess not. Because, yeah, he's around like DJ Chark, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Wolf Fuller. What? Yeah. I'd rather have all of them. Yeah, me too, honestly. The combination of Kyle Allen plus the Jalen Ramsey experience, that equals no go. Yeah, no, definitely not. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. no. If you want to go further down, there's Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd. Marquise Brown, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Juju. Rather start Juju for sure. Rather start Justin Jefferson. Much rather I would rather start C.D. Lamb. And there's one more guy. Who was the other guy you said? Uh, well, I said three more, but it's Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, and Marquise Brown. I'd rather start Boyd easily. Rather start Brown easily. And who was the who was the last one? Parker. I'd rather start Terry McLaurin. Okay. Over Devontae Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, San Francisco's a tough matchup because he'd be, because yeah. he could be getting the Richard Sherman experience. Yes. If Richard Sherman plays. If Richard Sherman plays, correct. Yeah. Um, so, next game on the docket, unless you want to talk about the tight ends, Logan Thomas. Uh, Logan Thomas is like a. Three. Three. And just so you know, we didn't forget defenses we would talk about later in the show at the end. Correct. Yep. But as a teaser, like I've been saying, Rams defense, A A plus A plus. A star. A star. A plus. Absolutely. Rams defense. You got you gotta love it against Washington. Yeah. So next game up. We have the Panthers and the Falcons. I frankly love Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Absolutely. He's he's a fantastic stream. He really is. He's like a nine for me. Yeah, it's about right for me as well. I mean, that that Falcons defense, Jiminy Christmas, Jesus Christ. I love quarterbacks going up against that Falcons defense. Yeah, I agree. I wish this, I wish it was this year that the Jets played the Falcons, but it's next year actually. Yeah, this this could really be his first three touchdown game, Teddy Bridgewater. I could really see it. And then for the running backs, you like Mike Davis? Yep, ten. 
Reggie Bonifon. Zero. He catch a touchdown last week. Yeah, he did. Yep. And then risky play. Risky, yeah. risky, risky play. Mr. Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Eight. DJ Moore. Eight. Curtis Samuel. Four. It's interesting. Did you say a couple weeks ago that Curtis Samuel, they were thinking about getting him more involved in the running game? Yeah. Has that really happened? The answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. I know a lot of stuff that we say kind of goes into the void after, after a show gets released, but I didn't think it would be so quickly that this, the thing that came out just went into the void. Yeah. I went into the void real quick. And then uh, the tight end, Ian Thomas. One. Okay. Uh, For Atlanta. So uh, the injury report, unfucking believable for these Atlanta Falcons. It's heavy. I mean, they're starting corner, AJ Terrell. Uh, I think he's he's either still on or is potentially coming off the reserve COVID list soon. They're, both their starting safeties are done. One of their honor, other corners, Devontae uh, Casey, or Devontae Casey, is done for the season. It's terrible. Um, but as far as the offense is concerned, um, Julio Jones is going to be testing out his hamstring with some running drills during Friday's practice. That's what Dan Quinn said. And then uh, Calvin Ridley was limited with the thigh knee at practice on Thursday. Yeah, I would say Ridley is probably going to play. Julio probably is a miss. So with that in mind, well, we'll go, we'll get there. But so Matty Ice, do you like Matty Ice in this game? If he's if he has one of Ridley or Julio, yes, I would say he's a seven. If he does not, I would say he's a four. Okay. Uh, do you want to go comparison shopping? Sure, surely. Would you rather have Josh? Well, of course you'd rather have Josh Allen over. Matt I'd rather Ryan. have Josh Allen over everybody. Yeah. Would you rather well, have besides besides Dak? <clears throat> would you rather have Kyler Murray or Matt Ryan? Kyler. Deshaun Watson or Matt Ryan? Deshaun. Gardner Minshew or Matt Ryan? Ooh. Ridley or Julio plays Ryan. They both don't play Minshew. And then uh, Ryan, well, of course, I'd rather have Ryan over Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I'd rather have Bridgewater over Ryan. I'd rather have Ryan over Bridgewater. Really? Yeah. If if one of Ridley or Julio plays. If one of them does not, if they both don't, then Bridgewater. Ooh. If both of them don't, then... Welcome to the Russell Gage show. And the Olamide Zacchaeus. Yes, that too. So uh, speaking of the Falcons weapons, Todd Gurley, where is he for you? The Panthers allow just about 125 yards on the ground per game. I expect this to be a good one for Gurley. I'm going to say he's a seven. Yeah, no, he's one of those those situations. He's around... David Johnson, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Gurley. Gurley's turning into a he's turning into a guy where he has to be very matchup dependent going up against defenses that necessarily aren't great against the run, and Carolina is not. So um, Green Bay was not either, and he was able to score. So I would say, yeah, the, this is a good matchup for Gurley. Yeah. 
And then uh, Brian Hill. Like a three. Yeah. So we so Julio Jones, you think he's you think he's might he might not be playing? I don't think he's going to play. No. Okay. And then so Calvin Ridley. Um eight. Is that so if that's with Julio not playing? That's with Julio not playing. Eight. Okay. And then Russell Gage. Julio doesn't play six. Julio plays four. Okay. Um, you want to let's look at some flex rankings here. Sure. Where Russell Gage is around. Cause I'm kind of curious cause I have him on my team. I'm thinking about either starting him or what, or what, because I have AJ Brown also. And so it's kind of like, kind of weird where I'm like, do I want to start a player in a game that I don't know is going to happen? Who <laughs> So here's who he's around. Would you rather have uh, Russell Gage or Miles Gaskin? Uh, Gaskin. Russell Gage or Darrell Henderson? Henderson. Russell Gage or T. Higgins? Gage. Russell Gage or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. Russell Gage or Josh Kelly? Kelly. Russell Gage or Sammy Watkins? That's tough. Uh, what, what gauge? We need an answer. Is gauge. It gauge. It's gauge. gauge. Yes, it's gauge. Please clearly state your answers to any, to any and all questions. I would rather start Russell Gage over Sammy Watkins. Final answer. There you go. Your answer will you probably will be, be millionaire music. And then Hayden Hurst at tight end. Panthers defense has been solid at tight ends. They only allow about seven and a half fantasy points to tight ends. Um, so I would say six. He's still he's still top twelve yeah. play. He's still top twelve play, but six. He's around like Mike Kosicki, Johnny Smith, Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron. I'd rather start the last three. That you said over Hurst, I would not start Kasicki over Hurst. Yeah. So let's move on. We're in the four o'clock hour. Schedule is a little bit thin right now just because of the buys and all the rescheduling. So Miami at San Francisco, Miami making a long trip to Northern California from Florida. Long, 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 long trip. Um, as far as the Dolphins, their injuries, uh, the only offensive players really are backups, Jakeem Grant and Malcolm Perry. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Five. Okay. Is there anybody that you'd rather start over him? I mean, a lot of people. Like in that area, where even is he? I would say I'd rather I'd rather start Minshew. I would rather start Goff. I would not start Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, it's kind it's kind of like the area that I think he would be in. I would say he's probably just outside the top fifteen. Yeah, he's like inside the top twenty here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's about where I have him. And then uh, Miles Gaskin, who we've been talking about a fair amount. Yeah, I think he's going to continue to stay involved in the passing game too, which definitely helps his value. I would say he's a six. Yep. So also we have um, Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Uh, No. Okay. Devontae Parker. I think he's got he's got a solid game in him. Um, I would say he's like a six. And then um, Mike Kosicki. Five. Yep. So for the 49ers, it looks like Jimmy G's coming back. Potentially. I mean, obviously the team gets a da- all the, the weapons get downgrades when uh, if Nick Mullins or CJ Beth there start this game instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo starts, like, where, where is he in your rankings? Five. All right. So, uh, for running backs, Raheem Mostert might also be coming back, which is which could be good. Yeah, that would be quite helpful for um, for the Niners if uh, Mostert comes back. If, if Mostert's back, I would say a seven. Um I'm going to be very curious if he plays this week because I think if, if McKinnon plays, McKinnon's look great. So McKinnon would probably be an 8-2 an if he's the guy. If he's not the guy, I would say McKinnon's probably like a 4. Yeah, it's interesting. So most of practice, lim- it was limited on Thursday. And um, so if McKinnon, I mean, if McKinnon and Mostert both play, then I guess this means that Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be is going to move further down the packing order. Correct. Yeah. And like he would be basically be in the in the don't worry about him territory. Correct. And there is um, some breaking news, not a lot, um, but it is something based on that we talked about earlier. Uh, Terry McLaurin is off the injury report. He is going to play Sunday in full. Oh well, there you go. Yep. But he will still be getting the. Jalen Ramsey experience. Correct. And the Kyle Allen experience, someone even say. Yeah. Which is DJ Moore is pretty familiar with the Kyle Allen experience. Yes, he is. Um, and then for the receivers, we have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Samuel's like a five. Ayuk is like a four. And then George. Kittle. No, Ayuk's a five. Oh, Ayuk's a Ayuk, five? Ayuk's five. Yeah. Okay. And then George Kittle, the immaculate George Kittle. Ten. 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 So I was going to save this game until we heard any updates on what's going on in MetLife, in New Jersey. But I think we should just talk about it anyway, because I don't think we're going to get an update on it during the podcast. So we'll talk about the Jets and the Cardinals now. Okay. And talk about it like it's happening on Sunday. <laughs> All right. So, oh God, the Jets and Cardinals. Oh my God. Uh, the Cardinals. So the Cardinals, as far as the injury report is concerned, is more, it's almost entirely defensive players. So we can, we can move on for that. Kyler Murray. Eight. Kenyon Drake. 
Six. Chase Edmonds. Four. DeAndre Hopkins. Let me guess. Ten? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. He scores. Uh, he scores in this game. I'm sure he does. Uh, Christian Kirk, if he plays. Three. Larry Fitzgerald. One. Uh, no really tight ends on the Cardinals to worry about. No. And then we move on to the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco. He is elite. I understand. Two. On the bright side, Le'Veon Bell is coming back. Yeah. Um, I want to see it first. So, like a three. Um, Frank Gore. If Le'Veon Bell doesn't doesn't play, three. You know, it's funny they cut Kalen uh, Balage after yeah, missing I saw those, that missing those two blocks. He I'm broke. sure. I'm sure Adam Gaze was just distraught. Yeah. He uh, he indirectly sprained Sam Donald's AC joint. <laughs> Accessory to murder. <laughs> Of my hopes and dreams. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I really hope that if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play for some for some reason, I hope that the Jets give more of a chance to Michael P. Ryan because he looks probably not, pretty... probably not going to happen. But no, wish, wishful not. enough thinking with this coaching staff, I expect everything to be very boring. Yeah, that's about right. Jameson Crowder. Seven. Seven, only PPR, healthy seven PPR, five in non-PPR. He's around John Brown, LaVisca Cheneau, Brandon Ayuk, Jarvis Landry in the rankings. I'd rather start Crowder over all of them. Yeah, I could see that. I think is Jameson Crowder getting the Patrick Peterson experience? Um, I don't think so, because I think Crowder's mainly going to be in the slot. I think that might be... Uh, Prashad Perryman, if he does play, Prashad Perryman's not playing. He's not going to play. No. All right. So then it'll probably one of uh, it'll Chris probably Hogan. be Chris Hogan that will uh, be fed to the wolves. Yeah, I, I think Prashad Perryman. I think Adam Gaze already ruled him out. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, not crazy about it. Um. Yeah, Chris Hogan. Uh, negative one million. I figured. Don't say it too loudly. He might hear you. That's true. That is true. And um, the combination of Chris Herndon and Ryan Griffin. Two. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Chris Herndon, they're just not getting him involved. I mean, he had he's had a fumbling issue, but he just has not gotten a, a ton of opportunities. You said the combination, so I just took one plus one and made it two. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to a game that I actually kind of want to talk about because I want to hear your, your thoughts on it. And it's the giants and the Cowboys. This game, this game condolences on Tyron Smith, by the way. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, For the giants, they might be getting uh, Jabril peppers back. He's questionable in this game. All their injuries are really on the defensive front. Yeah. 
So that's good. Well, not good, but it's good the Giants will have a healthy slot of uh, slate of weapons for uh, for Daniel Jones. But I don't I don't know how much that will really save them. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'd say he's like a six. He's like a six. Dallas has allowed twelve passing touchdowns through four games, and I think Daniel Jones probably is going to get at least two. When the fantasy pros rankings, he's around Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. I'd rather start Burrow. I would no. I take that back. I'd rather start Daniel Jones. Okay. What about Jared Goff? Jones. Okay. And then uh, Devontae Freeman. Four. Deion Lewis. Two. Yeah. Darius Slayton. Five. Five. You know, I kind I agree with you. I think. You know, the Cowboys just don't really play receivers all that well. No. Nope. So, Darius Slayton's going to have a game. And uh, Sterling Shepard? Two. Golden Tate? Three. Okay. And then Evan Ingram at tight end? Eight. Yeah. Eight. I think this is, this is the... Um... The, the get right week for Evan Ingram. And for the Cowboys, uh, they don't have any skill position players who are injured. So we can move right in. Talk about Dak Prescott. 25. Sir, this is a, this is a zero to 10 scale. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott's the greatest quarterback ever. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> 10. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. 10. Amari Cooper. 10. Michael Gallup. 10. CD Lamb. 10. Dalton Schultz. 10. Well, that was easy. I would say. I would say Michael Gallup's like a 7. It's like the same as last week. Gallup's like a seven. Dalton Schultz is like a seven as well. Uh, CD Lamb's a ten. Amari Cooper's a ten. Zeke's a ten. Dax ten. All right, that was very easy. So let's move on to Colts and the Browns, our penultimate game. Yep. And so for the Colts, basically nothing as far as skill positions are concerned. As far as offense, offensive skill positions. So uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, three. Jonathan Taylor. Five. Eh, no, six. Six. Six? Yeah. Would you like to go comparison shopping for sure. another running back? Surely. Uh, James Robinson or Jonathan Taylor? James Robinson. Jonathan Taylor or Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt. Jonathan Taylor or Joe Mixon? Taylor. Jonathan Taylor or Chris Carson? Carson. Okay. So he's around, just inside the top 10 or just outside the top 10? He's He is right inside my top 12. He is my number 12 running back of the week. All right. So I guess if you're a glass half full kind of person, he's inside your top 12. And if you're a glass half empty kind of guy, you're, he's outside your top 12. Sure. Um, dare you say Naeem Hines? No, you did not say Naeem Hines. So then Naeem Hines. <laughs> uh, three. T.Y. Hilton. One. 
Cannot start him. Uh, that is just depressing. Cannot start him. I could not imagine we would be saying T.Y. Hilton is not worth starting in fantasy. He's not droppable yet, but we're getting close to that. He's around Michael Gallup. Well, actually, he's more around like Julian Edelman, Jerry Judy, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson. I would start all of them over Hilton. Yeah, I agree with All you. of them. Um, who is the backup? Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two. And then Mo Ali Cox. Seven. I agree with you. Mo Ali Cox is great. You know, great tight end pickup. If uh, gets a lot of red zone looks, a lot. Yep. If you have TJ, if uh, TJ Hawkinson's on buy for you, Mo Ali Cox, good pickup. So for the Cleveland Browns, a lot of players, a couple of players on this injury report, uh, a lot of players on the injury report in general, but the big, the big ones that we want to talk about here are Odo, Odo Beckham, toe injury. He's participating in, in, in individual drills in Friday's practice. And uh, Kareem Hunt was limited on Thursday with a groin. So yeah, worth monitoring on both of those. But uh, Baker Mayfield. Five. Mm, Kareem Hunt. Eight. Was Dernus Johnson is the his Ernest, name? The Ernest Johnson, yes. Yes. Uh, five. Odell Beckham Jr. Six, but temper expectations. Jarvis Landry. Four. For Odell Beckham, that's interesting. Would you rather have DJ Moore over Odell Beckham? Yes. Marquise Brown? No. Devontae Parker? No. Will Fuller? No. Robert Woods? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's still... He's still a top. He's just outside my top fifteen. Oh no, yeah, just outside. And then, uh, but my my expectations are tempered because it's the Colts and they have a very good defense. They really do. Um, and then Austin Hooper at tight end. Uh, two. All right, two. The Colts are very very good against tight ends. So we're at our final game. It is. The Seahawks going up against the Minnesota Vikings up in Seattle. This is easy. Yeah, this is pretty easy, actually. I mean, you're not starting Kirk Cousins for for one thing. Nope. You're starting Dalvin Cook. Yep, 10. I mean, maybe. Would you throw in Alexander Madison? No. 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 You're starting um, Adam Thielen. Yep. You're starting Justin Jefferson. Yep. And you're not touching the tight ends. Nope, absolutely not. There you go. Fun stuff. That was very easy. And then you're starting Russell Wilson. Yep, 10. You're, start, you're starting Chris Carson. It's eight. Yep. Is Carlos High playing? No. So then you're definitely starting Chris Carson. Yep. Um, and you're starting DK Metcalf. You're starting Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Metcalf is a 10 for me this week. I, ha- I actually have Metcalf as a top five player this week. Yeah. He's going to be really good. And then what yeah, about Lockett? 
Uh, Lockett, I have at number six. Yeah, and the Fantasy Pros rankings are actually right next to each other at four and five. Uh, Lockett's four and Metcalf is five. Yeah, I think a PPR, that's just the difference. But I think Metcalf, Metcalf's more the uh, the big play sort of guy. I expect him to have a uh, season high in targets and catches and yards because the Vikings just do not have a corner on that roster that can contain DK Metcalf. What if I, like this this is a monster be, game for him. What do I feel like this game is going to be 35 to 28? It or... could be. It could be. I actually, I actually uh, have down 34, 26. Yeah. The so over-under for this we're game in the is same boat. 57. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. There, so, there'll be points scored for sure. And then um, for the tight ends, are you looking at Greg Olson no. and or Will Disley? No, 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 no. No, thank you. All right. So before we go, we can talk about the defenses. Yes. So you got to like the Cardinals. Going up against the elite Joe Flacco. Elite. With a capital E. Elite. Capital E. Sorry Actually, elite with a capital elite. All, it's all caps, elite. Oh, it's capital. It's capital elite. Well, whatever's going on with you, I think you need to go to the doctor and get that checked out. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly normal. I'm not, I'm not even going to respond to that because Good. I might laugh. Good. I might laugh in the middle of it. Um, uh, the Rams are a really good play going up against Kyle Allen. Yep. Football team. Um, I know you said you're pretty iffy on Dallas. Yeah, I'm very, very iffy on Dallas. And then uh, Baltimore going up against Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah. My top five. My top five plays of the week. Um, I had the Bucks at number five. I have the Patriots at four. I have the Cardinals at three. I have the Steelers at two, and I have the Rams at one. The Ravens I have just outside my top five. I was actually going to mention the Steelers next, so good, good on you for preempting that. Oh, thank you so much. So, yeah. And then we're going to be talking about the Monday night games on Monday, and I guess maybe also the Tuesday games. Sure. Sure, why not? But then we'll have a Wednesday podcast on the day that Mercury goes into retrograde. Instead of a Tuesday podcast. I can't wait. I can't wait. Mercury had this planned. Yep. It did it for me. It did it for me, Adam. That Mercury. Mercury just did it for me. Mercury giveth and Mercury taketh away. Love Mercury. That's anyway, what loyalty looks like. Some people you, need to take notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the. Best I of hate Talk. you. I love. I. I. He, I have no. I have no comment on this matter. I repeat. I hate you. <laughs> love you too, bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon, as usual. Please listen to all of these episodes as well as the uh, the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast as well as the Quizvitational. And on Monday, we'll be talking about the Monday games 
and reviewing all of Sunday's action. So stay tuned for that. And then we might also be talking about Tuesday's game as well on Monday. So stay tuned. For my co-host at Birdsaw, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye. She said-